water, earth, fire, air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. A production by the Novice Elitist Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. podcast about all things Avatar. Welcome back to Bending the Elements, an Avatar podcast. Today on the show, we're covering book one, chapter 10, Jet. And once again, we have Michaela joining us, so it's not just uh, Caleb and Isaac, like it says in the intro. Uh, Welcome back, Michaela. Hi, I'm here. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, and Isaac, you're taking over the, uh, the role of summary reader for me today. Time to flub slash fudge some stuff that the people will not know. We join Team Avatar, still traveling through the Earth Kingdom. Again, I have to point out, like, <laughs> book one, it's called Water, and they're in the Earth Kingdom. What's what's up with that? And I, I have to question that. That's why I pointed that out. <laughs> they find signs of a nearby Fire Nation presence close to their camp and decide to move on in Forever Fall. But due to Sokka's suggestion, they make off on foot rather than by air. Sokka's logic being that Appa made for too much of an easy target, as the group tried to avoid detection. His theory is soon proven faulty as they walk right into a Fire Nation camp. That ain't good. The group is cornered, and hope for escape seems lost, but not for long. As we see the arrival of a new character for the episode, Jet and his merry band of misfits and or lost boys. And ladies, and <laughs> those in between. They quickly dispatch the F-Nation troops and make fast friends with our traveling trio. Helps that they're all about like the same age. It makes sense. They take <laughs> the team back to the disused Ewok village they call home, and we get a little bit of backstory on our group of outlaws. All of them are victims of the Fire Nation's tyranny and are on a mission to combat their presence in the area. Katara and Jet quickly establish a bond, and once Jet realizes the value of Team Avatar, he invites them to help with his attacks against the Fire Nation. But Sokka, playing to his usual mistrusting strengths, quickly finds himself in conflict with their new allies over the tactics Jet uses in his fight for freedom. During some spying, he discovers Jet's next plot is to blow up a dam with Fire Nation troops in its path. The problem is an Earth Kingdom town would also be wiped away by this assault. Sokka is caught in the act and taken away by two of Jet's comrades until the plot sees its conclusion. Meanwhile, Jet has Katara and Aang loose some water from nearby geysers, spilling more water into the reservoir to help solidify the wave's damage. Unknowingly. The two finish early, and ignoring the plan to meet in the Wookiee village, they instead go to the dam. (laughs) There to discover the full scope of Jet's plot... And they too are soured by his wanton tactics. A fight ensues between Jet and Aang, really awesome. And although our radicalized Robin Hood puts up a good fight, he's no match for the Avatar. His nefarious plot still goes off with a bang, however. But Sokka managed to warn the villagers before the bomb went off, having escaped his pair of captors early in the episode. Kind of more late in the episode. Uh, the group condemn Jet oh. <laughs> for his careless actions and leave him frozen to a tree. 
Left for Dead, before heading off once again, but this time back on Appa, flying, and that's Jet. Yeah, I did say earlier in the episode, not early, but... <laughs> so I'm anal retentive. What can I say? Earlier from his moment of uh, moment of freeing. But I guess we'll get to that. But yeah, so Jet, I mean, if everyone's got their, their copy here, synced up to timestamp zero as I do. Which it won't be in a while. <laughs> Yes, we'll be very much at a sync, but either way, we start at the same moment, which is zero, and so we'll hit play in three, two, one, play. And there was a delay there, but who cares, because once again, we have the intro. All right, Michaela, honestly, how many moves do you think, or of of these four moves that we see, how many do you think you could accomplish? With, like, actual bending? (laughs) No, just, like, the the stances, that's all I'm asking. Yeah, just the motion. Oh, oh, like, two. Like, maybe two. Wait, I actually have to take a look at them now. I'd say zero for me. It's one, the Titan. Two, the kick. Definitely can't do that jump for fire. And the earth, I'm not sure. Yeah, I might be able to do all of them. I'm not like, that sounds, <laughs> sounds arrogant. Of me. Oh, okay, Isaac. You maybe can do all of them. Okay. Whistler son. Hey, Isaac, you know, he's a flexible. You say Whistler son every time. You got to come up with a new thing. No, I'm not. I will not put, okay, but That is going to get really old after like six It is getting, well, you know who also is getting really old? Freaking uh, Lightning Bolt Zolt, which we didn't see in the last episode, which I can't Oh, no, but... not that reference again. Anyway, anyway, Michaela. <laughs> Uh, Whistler's Son is a reference to the fact that at the ending when we see, uh, at the ending of the um, the opening, <laughs> uh, we see, you know, Aang, he's in the bay, we see in the foreground, and then, like, we shoot up to the sun. Uh, apparently, Brian Konitsko himself stated that he took that picture of the sun uh, at Whistler. Mm. So that's why I always just say Whistler's Son. Anyway, so we're in here in Forever Fall for all those who get that reference. Yeah, and we get our little best friend here, the bug, um, and he's being attacked by a giant monster. So. Yeah, he's he's one of the bugs from the Bugs Life, the sequel that uh, is coming out soon to Pixar. Yes, yeah, so this is a Tokusatsu, uh, Tokusatsu episode. But very quickly, our big monster is captured by, I guess those are Fire Nation traps, right? Who are those monkey guys? I think they're monkey wolves. Monkey wolves. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, who are those? I guess I assume <laughs> just you know. Yeah, I meant to say what are those, but I don't know Creatures. why I said who. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you know, no, maybe they're raccoons. I actually don't know, or tanukis. Who knows? Yeah, I thought Momo looked pretty cute there with his uh, his big ears sticking up. Yeah, and you heard his left motif. Yeah, yeah. So they're just hanging out again in the Earth Kingdom, as we mentioned. Maybe spider monkeys. Yeah, they come across some signs of the Firebenders because they're always around these guys. You can't can't get away from them dastardly guys well why they didn't burn this forest down is beyond me is this really burnt down really i mean no i said i i'm, I'm surprised they didn't burn down this forest oh. after what happened in uh the spirit world not the spirit world whatever that's episode's called yeah i was that one the spirit world no it wasn't that's not what, that wasn't what it was called anyways so <laughs> you know free there you know there, those those two little critters and then yeah try to hightail it off and all of a sudden, Sokka's like, you know what? Let's let's try something today. We're gonna we're gonna do. He he woke up this morning and was like, I'm gonna try something. I'm gonna do something. He woke up and decided he was the leader. So well, there's that too. <laughs> Which Katara questions as well, of course. Genuine question. Genuine question. If one of one of these people had to be a leader, who do you think it would be? Who is the leader of the group according to you two? I actually legit think it's Sokka. Yeah. I think it's Katara. Sokka is too, I mean, no, first of all, the other two don't really listen to him. Like, he constantly has suspicions that the other two just completely ignore. No, that's true. 
yeah, Katara is usually the most mature of the group. So maybe that's my Katara bias, but I, I feel like she's definitely. You know what? Leader. I'll I'll lean in. I'll be open, and I'll actually say both because um, I think they both are two halves of a coin, and if they work together, they actually because one is more street smarts, the other is more personal smarts. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, that's that's emotionally intelligent. You mean? Yes. There you go. Um, that's those are words, right? <laughs> Yeah, and again, we've talked a little bit about maybe what Sokka's motivation is to be so suspicious. But yeah, maybe he's a little bit too mistrusting and too paranoid to really be an effective leader because, yeah, he mistrusts everybody at every angle and everything, really. I mean, <laughs> actually, Michaela, what do, who do you think should be leader of this group of misfits? As of this episode right now, I do think Sokka. I do think Sokka. Okay. I do agree with you. Reasons? Um, he's the one who's genuinely just trying to keep these people alive. Where I think um, Katara just kind of really wanted to get out of the village and learn water bending, and um, Sokka is just hmm. kind of like, yeah, no, I'm gonna keep my little sister alive. I'm gonna keep this strange boy alive, and I'm gonna make sure that like we're still alive at the end of this. He's just he's just incompetent sometimes, but that doesn't make him a bad. It doesn't make him like not the leader. I don't think at this point on. Yeah, and I guess this episode itself is going to challenge my uh, stance of whether Katara should be because, yeah, quite quickly we get introduced. I mean, I guess first they, they stumble upon those Fire Nation troopers because Sokka recommends that they go on foot rather than flying. But very quickly we meet Jet and his gang, and Katara very quickly seems pretty smitten with him. So, I mean, sometimes she gets a little distracted by her uh, her attractions. What was the other one recently? Was it was it imprisoned where she kind of had a romantic interest? Oh, for Pitt's sakes. It was a connection with Haru because he's a he's a he's a bender. That's why. Yeah, we had this argument, but there was totally a romantic connection there. Are you kidding me? Are we going to have this argument again? Go back to the episode. <laughs> oh, no. Pitt's sakes. She's got those huge eyes. We, we talked about it. I mean, come huge on Huge smitten eyes. I mean, she has the hots for Jet in this one, for Pitt's sakes. Yeah, that's, that's my point. She's a little, she can be a little bit distracted by attractive dudes. She did not have that look with, with Haru, as far as I'm aware. I couldn't tell. Maybe I, it's just my bias. Well, we, we agree to disagree, but I can totally understand her. Uh, her Michaela, reaction. you're the third person in this, in this argument. Let's let's, or in this party here. What's your, what's your, what's your statement? Coming from someone who was like Katara and definitely did fall for the type. Um, I do think Katara did have a thing for Haru, but not so much because of Haru as a person, but because it was a project. Haru was a project. A project, you say? His whole endeavor was a project. And I, I, this is one reason why I don't think I like Katara, or like in the early seasons, I didn't like Katara. Um, because she's very much a fixer-upper. She looks at someone and is like, I can fix that. Yeah, I can. Another another reason me and Katara can relate. I definitely had that in my, my teen years. <laughs> exactly. So like with Jet, I think it's a little different because Jet is just a lanky, long-haired bad dude and hey 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 that's so hard (laughs) um but like at the like uh, he i think he's less of a project until like he's just more of like uh actually no 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 jet's a project no 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 jet's a project jet's jet's in charge of the project rather is he a person at least or not i'm just kidding i think she's charmed by just his his confidence and his skill his swagger yeah, I mean, one, yeah, he's incredibly confident and just he's, he's clearly the leader of their group. And 
yeah. establishes that very quickly. He even comes over and like immediately notices her once they're done the fight, or she's the first one he talks to. So he's he's clearly attracted to her too. So cool, so aloof, so just just so blase. I love it. I love it so much. I, I'm just wondering what um what Jet's weapons are called, just because I, I never really knew. Hook swords. We're finally getting to hook swords. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, they are quite cool. But first, in a brief thing, you know, the group, yeah, you're right, uh, group stumbles in upon, you know, they, they, they happen upon an encounter, a random encounter of, of a camp of, of Fire Nation troops. The DM was just like, uh, I got to scrounge up something. Uh, here you go. Just a bunch of an encampment of troops. Um, and then we, first time we see Katara use her water, um, her water sack, I believe. Mm. Oh yeah, for yeah for Sokka's little burn. So that's yeah for his 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 burn his arms on fire. Um, that would have been bad. Um, so Chekhov's and or set up, I guess whatever. I guess it's the same thing. Chekhov's yeah. uh, water sack <laughs> and uh, set up anyway. So yes, then you know the the gang looks like they're gonna fight. It, it is three on like many. So conservation of jujitsu. But then all of a sudden, I wish this guy was lightning bolt Zold, that senior. That would be great. But it's eye patch guy instead. Um, the guy just drops dead and I don't know if we actually talk about that. Like he might've, that might guy, that guy might've just died <laughs> and we don't talk about that. He rolled a zero on his corpse check. I don't know anything about, <laughs> I'm just making a stupid uh, comic. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, no, I guess they don't really, they comment on that, but yeah, I, maybe they didn't need to. I, well, uh, I, or maybe they should have. I mean, there, that is going to be a big kind of uh, driving force this episode about whether Jet's tactics are really the correct way to go or not. And I do like that right away he introduces himself and his gang as freedom fighters. Well, you know what they say about freedom fighters. One man's freedom fighter is also another person's terrorist. Exactly. Yes. That's. Is that what they say? <laughs> no, that's just a saying. Yeah, it's oh. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Real world saying, I believe. Um, I will comment at least on this fight scene um not, I, I won't go into it as much um pretty dumb slightly um Aww. fluid animation I'm not even saying that but uh just the fact that they do the standard typical thing of like these kids take most of these you know foot soldiers non-bending foot soldiers on and they like one of them just throws and actually jet even like you know throws to the ground and they just like they're, they're like unconscious and i'm like that kind of pees me off Mm. at least with what Angus started like literally Angus sliding a guy like he's literally using the air to like slide him along the ground which probably should give him you know some major burns I'd say major like irritation burns and he, you know I can believe that and ah it's kind of frustrating but what, whatever that's just, that's just me and that you know these are except for um what is it Pip Squeak um who's like you know just large and in charge None of these guys should, like, maybe except for Jet, these guys should be posing a threat, but, you know, whatever. It's Stormtrooper Syndrome. Yeah, and this is totally dumb, but for whatever reason, uh, Pipsqueak kind of makes me think of Juggernaut. <laughs> We're talking uh, Last Stand, yes? Yes, Last Stand, absolutely. <laughs> Just wish that he uh, got to say his catchphrase, eh? Oh, boy. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some nice kind of... Uh, kind of introductions kind of meet cute with the the group here i can appreciate these scenes like i like the pipsqueak scene with ang and uh big john or whatever the duke 
Yeah, but yeah, we we definitely spent some time focusing in this episode on the Jet and Katara relationship there. Yes, we certainly do. Which how old do you think Jet is supposed to be? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Wait, hang on for what? I can give my guess. Yeah, you no, you go ahead. Yeah, I'm. I'm I when I say hang on, it's like keep this conversation going. I'm looking it up on a wiki. 16, 16, 17 tops. If he's eighteen, sure. I'm surprised. I'm surprised, but like I'm like. That makes sense. Yeah, I was gonna say around seventeen, eighteen, but but yeah, he could be sixteen. He's definitely he thinks he's like the king. Like he thinks he's absolutely great. Yeah, hot shot. Yeah. Uh just just for a point of reference, Katara is fourteen throughout the mm-hmm. entire series, going on fifteen obviously, uh at the <laughs> end. And as for her boyfriend here, this episode I mean. Or project, sorry. <laughs> He is... Ooh, okay. What did you say again, Michaela? I said 16, 17 tops. If he's 18, I'm surprised, but I can see it. Caleb? I said either 18, between 18 and 40. Caleb's first guess is correct, 16. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and he thinks he's, yeah, he's, he's king of the hill, this guy. Oh, dude, like the, abs- the, the chemicals are, are like running through him. Yeah, and possibly thinking a little bit too much of himself to the point that he doesn't maybe realize that the impact of his actions, which I guess we'll get into more as we go, go Dude, along. Dude, he's a teenager. He's full of those those chemicals I'm telling you about. Um, I guess I could say it. It's not a bad word. Yeah, he's filled with hormones for Pitt's sake. So, of course, he's, he's, he's the rebel, and he thinks he's top dog. Like He, he thinks he's hot stuff, literally hotter than the, the, the Fire Nation. Yeah, and although we meet his lost boys slash merry men, he's really the the only one that's really worth people mentioning. I mean, none of them really have any impact at all. But but they are a, a fun little group of rebels. We haven't really seen anything quite like this yet in the series, so it's a nice kind of diversion for this episode. I wish they uh, I wish they all ate some of that. Uh, not uh, was it like uh, blasting candies or whatever it was or jellied candies? Sorry, blasting jelly. Yeah, yeah. Don't get those mixed up. That'd be bad. I guess that stuff's like like nitroglycerin or something like that, which makes sense. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, but yeah. So the 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 two groups kind of collide and they they head off to um, Jet's base of operations. Yes, the Wookiee Village. Yeah, I think I put Ewok Village in my my uh, my thing there. No, I said I said Ewok Village, and then I also said Wookiee Village. Yeah, <laughs> you're always improvising, which I appreciate. Do you though? I thought you hate that. <laughs> no, no, I, I I constantly improvise too. Oh my... golly, oh golly. Anyway. Not you, not you. I'm, I'm watching stuff anyway. Sure, I'm. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. I just saw when uh, when Jets he grabs Katara to race her up into his little his little treetop village. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden the sun rose, or we get dawn, or something like that. Like the sun just brightens everywhere. Like what's no, going that's on there? that's like we get like a soft focus and the mood lighting. Like this is some like 60 Star like, Trek. Why here. didn't <laughs> she's blushing? Why didn't we see this with Haru? Because Haru. Haru was oppressed. Haru was not as sexy oppressed either. What, you're saying Jet, he wasn't sexy looking? No, Jet, Jet, Jet is sexy oppressed. Haru wasn't wasn't actually interested in Katara, um, I don't think. He was much more kind of like distracted by his own cause in a way. But his cause was more like keeping his head down because he was living in like a tyranny. Whereas Jet says, uh, I'm going to take down this tyranny. And he's definitely attracted to Katara, so it's it's a little bit of a different dynamic. But she was definitely yeah. attracted to both. 
but yeah, she's she's blushing. You know, he, they kind of have their little uh, floating up together moment where she <laughs> he's like grinning all like, oh, yeah, I'm the best. And he's like, oh, my God, you totally are. <laughs> the reason why I like this episode so much is because I, when I watched this episode, I was like, oh, they know how to craft a romance. This is all I want. This is everything that I want. And they made a hot Aww. character and a girl that like a character that like I kind of liked at the time while I was watching it when I was younger. And like I knew that the seeds of like a good love story w- was there. Um, and I think they, they nailed it on the head on this episode where it's just like the complexities of attraction and etc. So do they does this episode pass the the I mean I don't know if it passes or not. Does it pass the I'm gonna get this wrong. Bent Bent no. Bench Bench Chat. Ah, sorry. What do you say? It? Thank you. Does it pass that test? Absolutely not. They're talking about men all the time. Yeah, but I thought it was to another woman that just was in the episode only and we never heard her again. That that's uh, supposed to like determine if it passes or not, or am I wrong on that? Yeah, it's like two two women in a scene together not discussing men yeah. is the, the Bechdel test. But yeah, no, we definitely definitely don't get that here. So Okay. I was wrong. <laughs> Maybe one day, but particularly in Cora. The other criteria is that both women must be named. I forgot that. Yes. Yes, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, so they get up to this very lovely looking little treetop village. And I, I very much appreciate the visuals here. Yeah, I really do as well. I um, just the, the the forest itself is just is wonderful. Um, always in fall. Like there's a reason I I say forever fall. It, it literally looks like it's always in fall. Yeah. I wish we went back to this place, but and I I think because of my like boyhood dream of having a treehouse, I just always appreciate whenever there's treehouses portrayed on screen. So, oh yeah, this warms the uh, the cockles of my heart to use that old phrase. <laughs> I'm glad you're warm is he changing a piece his piece of hay every time every scene yeah he's he's got a it's like a he's got like a little cigarette case in his back pocket keeps all those beautiful yes okay this is a genuine question do you think they base these boys the freedom fighters off the lost boys from hook uh well that, that would be a funny reference for them to make considering uh bosco's connection but yeah exactly exactly I thought it was too blatant. I was just like, no, this is exactly Lost Boys. This is it. That's interesting. I don't go back enough to Hook ever <laughs> since childhood. You, so I maybe maybe it's lost to me because I haven't seen it in like twenty years. But yeah. <laughs> wow, that's sad. He doesn't like it. That's probably <laughs> true. I probably haven't seen it in twenty years. That's wow. I'm old. Okay, so first off, Lost Boys are pre-hook for me it's peter pan yeah yeah but there is the particular element because they they have similar kind of a similar setup of their hideout oh no, yeah I, I get that but that's what i mean it's like it i mean yes i know hook is anyway um <laughs> but i'm thinking more they totally ripped off the lost boys if you know what i mean oh more key for uh flashback to our 24 talker yes yes beautiful uh kefir in that movie oh yeah they are it is not the Peter Pan Lost Boys. It's the Lost Boys. Well, I wish I could see that, but I, I unfortunately don't. But I've never seen that movie, so I have no idea. I just know that it's called the Lost Boys, so I just like repeating that. Wow. I, did, I didn't realize that. We're going to have to break that out as a commentary at some point. Yeah, one of these days. 
for the other channel. Sorry, shameless plug. Of course, yeah. The, I mean, again, it's you know, if you want to email the show, it's teeny Benny Elements, the teeny. And by the way, by the way, I know you say Lost Boys are clearly girls there. I think is there. I mean, they look effeminate. Maybe, maybe it's not. There's Smeller B. Smeller B is says they're a girl. Says she's oh, okay. a girl. Fine. Yes. Yeah, but we get a little bit of kind of just a bit of a Jet's backstory. It's not even that much, but. You know, he's a little kid and the Fire Nation killed his parents. So, I mean, you could say it's kind of thin motivation, but I mean, it's motivation that kind of, I think everyone kind of shares. So, and a similar thing to his other like main crew we see. Yeah, basically everybody is the same thing. The Fire Nation are big jerks. So, <laughs> so it's time to take him down. Easy backstory for any character you introduce. Exactly. They don't have to give much detail. This is also just like really good setup because like up until this point, the Fire Nation is just, you know, just blanket cover all statements. Yeah, they're the bad guys. All of them. Every single one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess it's nice to see another version of, I mean, you could say that Jed is still kind of a, an element of the Fire Nation's kind of evil in a way because he was kind of perverted by them. But it's nice to see that not all the kind of either bad or misguided people are are fire nation people you know it's nice not to have that kind of bigotry in what a way are you talking about i we, i haven't seen him do any i mean okay he's a freedom fire fire freedom fighter yet i don't he hasn't done anything that crosses the line what are you talking about that we've seen but by the end of this episode we we clearly see that that's... hang on and well we're not there yet we, we haven't watched this episode yet no i just mean the episode in general anyway i <laughs> uh, like jet's uh you know suave personality of like you know yeah, he's doing his little speeches. There's a lot about him of like, you know, he's just like, yeah, Avatar, huh? Very let's, nice. let's all take turns. Let's all take turns. Let's name three things we like about Jet. <laughs> okay, you go first. Um, I like his outfit and the mismatching of his shoulder guard that's, thing. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry, too, 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 too slow. Um, I like his hair. It's a nice, big, shaggy thing. I don't think shag is appreciated enough. Um, and I, how tall do you think Jet is? Do you think he's a short king? Do you think he's a tall king? Hang on a second. (laughs) (laughs) Probably like five, seven. Like, I mean, it's hard to give a scale because we don't know how tall our our leads are, but I don't imagine that he's, I mean, he's still like a teenager, so. They don't say. They they don't say. Hey, are you cheating over there? (laughs) (laughs) I like that he's got his little, his little uh, piece of straw in his mouth. When I was a little kid in Alberta, I used to do that all the time with. Aw. Of course you did. But it was because of uh, uh, Cool Hand Luke. I love that movie. I thought Paul Newman was just the hottest thing in that. So, but keep doing that. <laughs> we got a haze around here. It's fine. Hey, I'm not a little kid anymore. I can't get away with it anymore. What, what, what are you talking? I mean, yeah, you kind of have to be a little country to do that. So Yeah, me. exactly. Or a little kid. But, <laughs> but how about you, Isaac? I mean, me and Mikhail kind of went with superficial things. But <laughs> do you guys didn't say anything about the hook swords, eh? Yeah, I guess we didn't mention that, but the hook swords are pretty cool. Ah, hook swords. I got that there. I like the hook swords. Very nice. I also like that he's very athletic. Um, Certainly spry. I'd like to see him face off against Zuko uh, if they ever did meet in person. That'd be kind of cool if that ever happened. I don't know. I'm only watching this episode. Anyway, what else do I like about him? I I don't know if you guys said anything about like I know you mentioned his his clothing, Michaela, but I like his coloring on his clothing. Mm. I don't know if that counts. Mm, the palette, 
Yeah, okay. Oh, oh wow. there we go. Yes. I didn't realize, but as we were discussing this, I had paused on 946. Yep. And Jet, you know, he's 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 being his usual suave self. He's like, oh, yeah, you're the Avatar, huh? That's cool. Yep, I'm at the same point. And in the background, Sokka just looks absolutely bitter. <laughs> like, he's just... Yeah. He hates him immediately. He certainly does. It's so funny. He doesn't have any reason yet to mistrust, and he just immediately is on that train. I mean, he <laughs> could be going, you know, big brother, um, uh, he's... protecting his sister, perhaps. Yeah, it could be. I think his nat- natural, just, you know, just kind of the way he views the world is just completely suspicious all the time. Well, we ha- it's it's not unjustified. Like, the previous episodes, he has been very distrustful of people. Uh, so it's not unlike that it's here. Like we discussed in the first episode, he was kind of he kind of had to be the man of the village, just like a kid almost. Oh yeah. So I think it's just natural for him to mistrust everybody because he's so used to having to be the one protect people. Oh, by the way, that uh, moment of like you're the avatar, huh? Very nice. Uh, that was also um, choreographed by Brian Konitzko, similarly. And, oh, holding the cup. <laughs> yeah, holding the cup. I think he had a, like a chewed up straw or something in his mouth. Um, and then the animators use that as reference. I never thought about this, but whenever me and you do the actual pilot, we could just go through some of those extras and, and talk about them. Because there's some pretty fun stuff on that that extra disc. Or the, the first. There certainly is, but I, we also still have to do a commentary of the pilot itself without, you know, talking over it. Well, we're without, we're, without, without talking about that stuff over it, excuse me. Well, yeah, it's only like a 10 minute long thing. So we, we probably have lots of room to kind of discuss that extra stuff. So. Maybe we'll do that after this season. We'll we'll go back and do the pilot, but I guess it's inside baseball. <laughs> to cut that out. Um, but yeah, so um, Jet's like, oh, oh, you're the Avatar. That's that's interesting. Maybe you can do a little favor for me and help me on my next mission. And again, Sokka is just immediately like, what? Next mission? I need you, man. You're so important. You're vital. Yeah, now I'm just watching here. But yeah, so I guess Sokka goes with him. I don't. I'm not sure why Katara and Aang don't. On their next little mission here, but uh, you know the, the specials—they're—they're they're, they'll be needed when they're need, they're needed. Excuse me. Yeah, and maybe maybe because Jess a pretty on the ball kind of dude. Maybe he could detect that Sako was not really on board with him yet. That's exactly what he's doing, and so maybe he did this. Yeah, mission is a little bit of a tester to see where he stands. Sort of yes, but anyway. No, oh, what are you thinking? Well, just when we get to the guy, but first we are introduced to Sokka's new weapon, not weapon, but a weapon that he had before, but didn't know he, what its capabilities. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but his little wolf knife, like his wolf jawed knife um, that can basically detect vibrations almost similar to like if you put your head, uh, you put your head next to the train track. Or like, you know, felt the train on mm. the rail, excuse me, and you could like feel it from afar. Something like that. I think that's pretty cool. I don't remember if we use that later or not. I'll just wait and see. <laughs> I guess I guess we'll I mean find that out. ability, not so much like, you know, the kni- I know he uses a knife later, but I don't know if he uses it for the same purpose. But I wish he used that more because it certainly be helpful. Um, but once again, uh not so much in a uh, what do you call it? Not he's not trapped in a mine, but we get another old man. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I guess that's last old man character that we saw. But he is walking through the forest, so it is like the previous one from the spirit world. So yeah, you know, he's just he's limping along with his little cane there. You know, he's looking pretty pretty elderly, pretty you know, not in the best kind of way. 
but for Jet, he's just another target to uh, another Fire Nation kind of villain to assault. So, yes, they jump down. They start beating up the old grandpa. I mean, I I guess not beating up, but pretty close to it. Yeah, and Sokka is not, he's not super impressed by this kind of action. And it's going to lead to a lot of conflict later on in the episode. Oh, yeah, it's going to stir the pot, as they say. Lead to some unfortunate consequences, perhaps. Absolutely. Yeah, and even this old man will come back, actually, which is, I'd forgotten about. Will he? Oh, are you not remembering? Or I I don't know if you're making a joke. (laughs) You can never tell with me sometimes. No, that's that's very true. (laughs) Well, hey, they're doing their namesake, though. They're robbing from the rich. Um, And this guy certainly looks rich, so... Does he? I don't know. He's an old man walking through the forest, so could be rich. Could be a lord. Could be a duke. Who knows? He should have been riding. He should have had like a little horse and carriage, and they would have taken him that way. But I guess for if if that was the case, Sokka might not have been so like, hey, he's just this isolated old man. <laughs> I mean, really, what was he doing out there on his own? That's a good question. Going for a daily stroll. Who knows? Getting his uh, getting his steps in. <laughs> yeah, his uh, his ancient otherworldly pedometer ready. <laughs> He's got to get those steps in, man. I, I tell you what, everybody else in the other village, they're like, they're they're beating him. So he's like, I got to get up really early in the morning and I got to, like, you know, uh, get ahead of everybody. Because by the time everybody wakes up, they already have like 10,000 steps. And by the time I wake up, I only have like negative three. So I really got to like get a foot. Yeah, and I guess old folks tend to be kind of early birds. So yeah, maybe he was just going for a stroll. As they say, the early bird catches the worm, but they also choke on the worm, so I think it's kind of counterintuitive. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, um, yeah, so Sokka, he takes kind of a little bit of umbrage with their treatment of the old man and and the fact that that's one of their targets. It doesn't really seem to Sokka that that's really a worthy uh, kind of battle against the Fire Nation, just one old grandpa, but... But what can you do, Jet? You know he's he's quite uh, sure that this helps them in the long run. So De- determined that uh, this will actually benefit uh, his from his plan. Yeah. So I guess we'll see if that's the case as as the episode goes on. But oh, but then we cut back to Ang. You know, doing his usual gig of just being a free spirit, having some fun. Mm-hmm. You know, the the old Ang that we all love. Well, I don't know about this part because this is uh, a little controversial to me. Uh, maybe oh. just like he, you know, he takes one of these in a little firecrackers or whatever it is. I guess that's kind of what it is. Or I guess cherry bombs and, you know, plucks one at, um, at Momo there and it startles him. And it's like, Hey, that wasn't very nice to, to Momo. Not to say I don't do that to, not, I won't, I do not do that to my cat, but it's not like I've done <laughs> stupid stuff to my cat, but it's like, Hey, what are you doing? At least there's divine retribution in that, uh, Momo literally just like, goes up to him and just grabs a bunch of other ones and start throwing them at his feet it's like all right yeah. uh, how do you like it yeah like i said momo is always the the butt of the jokes just like my poor guinea pigs are always the butt of my jokes that's not nice <laughs> well they don't know but anyway well are you sure about that but anyway <laughs> good old suck is in the corner and in his in his feels uh just like you're moping about but this time it's yep. a little justified it's it's, ju- it's justified in this case because you know what he witnessed it's like it, yeah. it kind of does disturb him it says uh your boyfriend's a thug which i was like whoa hey that's all he's no better than lightning zolt or the, yeah lightning bolt zolt senior like it's not nice it's, <laughs> he he's downright he, he's bad he, man he's, it's it's like in prison all over again he's messed up katara i like that line too you can tell go. I'm just watching the scene, but 
Yeah, he wants to swear so badly, but it's a kid's show, so he's not allowed to. Yeah, any uh, any comments from you, Michaela? Uh, in terms of the argument that's happening here, um, I don't know. I really do like the fact that this episode introduces a moment of conflict, especially for kids, like learning that um, Jet is supposed to be a likable character. We're supposed to like him a lot. He's cool and he's very handsome and pretty and Katara likes him a lot and he fights the bad guys. Um, but I really do like the fact that this kid's show is introducing radicalism and the problems mm. and the conflicts that come with it. So I, I, I remember this episode being my favorite for a very long time because of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. And yeah, even, even though, like Isaac said, me, me and him don't really have a ton of experience with the, the kind of fandom experience with this show. I know that Jed is definitely a fan favorite character that uh, a lot of people really kind of remember fondly. And you, Isaac, are you much a fan of this character? I mean, I guess we don't really talk about... I'm actually not. Funny enough, I am not a fan of Jed. Okay. I want to punch him in his face. (laughs) Like, I literally want to, like, elbow him in his face. And I've had my OC um, beat the living snot out of him uh, whenever they met. uh, Just because, like, I... I actually despise his character. Oh wow! Just because of his kind of radicalized, or is it like yeah cocky personality? Well, the, yeah, cocky personality thinks he's like so full of himself, even though that's kind of similar to my OC. But it's just like <laughs> this guy's a this guy's a knucklehead. Well, I don't trust him at all. He's oh, I also love the fact that Aang's wearing that hat that Katara made him. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cute. cute. That's definitely cute. But no, yeah, he's an arrogant man. You're definitely on the the Sokka side of the equation of. Dude, like, are you kidding me? Like, it's, it's like this whole episode, even like, I think as a kid, I thought this was like, are you, are you kidding me? This guy's like a joke. Like he's, he's going to be bad. And turns out he is. He's okay. Yeah. He's a well-intentioned extremist. Yeah. Well-intentioned extremist that was going to like, you know, flood a town full of, I'm not going to say innocent, but people who didn't need to get caught in his vengeance, his wave of vengeance and or retribution or whatever you want to call it. Well, you can almost think of them as just an extension of the people from imprisoned, just another occupied territory. Yeah, and he's just going to wipe them out just for his uh, vendetta. Had had this episode been, how do you combine those two? Where you you did a two parter where like Jet's going to assault Haru's town, um, and you you build, you grow to know Haru, and maybe you f- bring up some faults. I don't. I don't. I, I highly doubt that because Haru's amazing. Like rather <laughs> Haru over Jet. I'll say that. Um, no, Jet's the clear bad guy in this case. Yeah, but I mean, I guess using some of his bad guy tactics. Do you guys think because uh, Sokka, you know, presents like, "Hey, I don't trust this dude," and and Jet's kind of like, "Oh, you don't know the full story." Like he was an assassin carrying this blade with this poison in it. Do you guys think that was completely made up of a whole cloth? I mean, oh for sure. Oh for sure. Oh, 100%. Because sure. we, we, it was literally an old guy. And you don't think that... You think that old guy really had the, the smarts to find poison and then go ahead and, you know, find some way for Jet to ingest it? For sure, it was a plant. For sure. Hey, maybe maybe he was a true believer. Fire Nation imperialist to his core. <laughs> that's certainly what uh, how Jet views him. Yeah, but I, that's definitely... A reason as to why I think I like this episode so much. It introduces the grayness of everything because so far it's been pretty black and white. And then now it's like, oh, these people are Fire Nation, but like, you know, they're not actually fighting. They're just part of the system that oppresses us. And then you have Jet, who has a very clear clear um, motivation as to why he's being a rebel. 
Um, but, you know, is he actually hurting the people that hurt him? I don't know. As a kid, do you know? Not at all. Hmm. Yeah, so it, the lines get drawn pretty clearly. Sokka is definitely not in the pro-Jet camp. And Aang seems a little bit kind of neutral. He's kind of like, oh, he's a fun guy. You know, he seems to be, you know, fighting the good fight, you know. But Katara, she's hardline. She's totally in the Jet kind of fan club. Like, there's even a scene where Sokka's just kind of being like, hey, you know, like, how, how are you not seeing this? And she's just got her eyes closed, like, completely, like, not accepting anything he tunnel says. Tunnel vision. Yeah, tunnel vision. Blinded by uh, affection, perhaps, for a certain, uh, you know... Love smitten. Love smitten. Well, I, I also got a, I got a question, Aang, on this one. That, Aang, how do you not clearly... I mean, I guess his naivete is there, but, like, how do you clearly not see that Katara is falling in love with Jet? Like, <laughs> come on, man, that's your girl. Like, you gotta... Well, I don't think he's... He's 12! He's 12. Yeah, he's a little too childlike. He hasn't found maturity yet at this point. He just sees this gang as, like, another fun-loving group. I mean, Katara and Sokka are a little bit of a pair of wet blankets, so I'm sure this group, he's just like, hey, you know, kindred spirits, here we go. This is uh, this is nice. I'll hang out with this group for a little while. Yeah, let's be polyamorous. Why not? Uh, I definitely don't think that was in his... <laughs> in his uh his mind but hey airbenders they're all free right like of course they're it has been determined that in canon both the airbenders and the water tribe or the the air nomad excuse me and the water tribe are very gender fluid um whereas the earth kingdom is staunchly against that and the fire nation are i guess just burn that or i don't know i don't, I don't know where they uh... burn the idea sorry not to burn the people i hope not maybe mixing <laughs> these uh these references you're making uh Oh no! These oh, okay. Well, I'm just talking about like you know the LGBT stuff in this. Yeah, I mean I don't remember the episodes you're referring to, but oh, this is cool. extra. This is out of outside of media. This is outside oh. of the uh, but the confirmed, but out. I mean, technically, what was it? Um, Kaya is queer, I believe, like legit queer, and I think one of Sue's sons is gay. I believe. I can be wrong on that. I gotta go back and watch that. Is this like a Dumbledore situation where it's like the writer said it or is it in comics or something? Uh, it might be either the writer said it or it might be in the books. Oh, okay. It's not but as anyway. egregious as it's not as egregious as Dumbledore, don't worry. Never I don't think anything in the show is as egregious as that. Oh. Well well anyway. <laughs> so yeah, with the lines firmly drawn with our characters here, Sokka feels like he needs to do a little bit of reconnaissance to try to back up his case again on his uh, anti-jet kind of campaign that he's on. So he goes on a little bit of a little bit of a spying tour. Election season. <laughs> what? Elections. Well, I guess this one's coming up for us. I mean, did you guys hear about that? I forgot about that. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go again. But <laughs> oof. Yeah, so so Sokka, he notices that Jet and his cronies are pushing this little kind of cart full of barrels and like, "Oh, what's going on here?" And he manages to follow him to, I guess, I don't know, like a hilltop. What, what, what's going on there? I kind of passed that scene, so maybe I have to rewind. Maybe you guys are closer. Oh, yeah, the cliff. Yeah, they go they go to a cliff, and then he's like, he kind of puts two and two together because he's like, oh, yeah, Blasting Jelly, that's a dam down there. Oh, <laughs> that's not good. Well, I think, I think Jet lays it out pretty clearly 
what they're doing. But again, I did pass that scene. I'll quickly go back and see. <laughs> I mean, he does give the, he does monologue of like, I'm going to do this. But even then, it's kind of obvious. And even uh, the Duke asks, like, there's people in that town. That's not a good thing. And then uh, Jet's all like, oh, yeah, it's the price we'll pay. Yeah, that's nice to see. There's a little bit of dissent among the ranks of his group there, that they're all not quite as radicalized as he is. But yeah, so quite quickly, Sokka, you know, he, he's not the best. I mean, he's not the best at anything, really, but he gets caught almost immediately in his spying routine. At least not yet. Yeah, maybe you guys have a Dungeons & Dragons reference for his uh, his failure there. I don't know. But. I would assume that, you know, Jet's people are kind of on the toes all the time. So, yeah, they probably found him and then he failed a spot check. I don't think he failed to sneak. I mean, maybe, maybe just sneaking that he should have hid better, but like he wasn't making noise or anything like that. Just should have found a better hiding spot. Yeah. He, you know what they could have done? They could have easily done. Um, he goes to, or he, he stays like well behind them where like out of, out of like any site. And he uses that uh, knife of his that can like detect vibrations. And Again, you can only hear footsteps, but maybe he could somehow like get get to it so that it like he could start to hear uh, words, perhaps. And then like if he if he if the words are muffled enough, he could then see like he maybe hears like blasting jelly and damn, and then he's like, oh, I see. I, I don't know about that, but uh, that's an interesting theory. Uh, but yeah, how long do you think transpires between these two scenes here? Because we see him get caught, and it's like night. And then we see him being interviewed by Jet and his two cronies. Night? Oh, I wait. And then it's like day. I mean, maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I'm just completely crazy. But it seemed like it was night before. Uh, I'm actually going to check that again. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Think, uh... Yeah, it's also just weird lighting because of the red. Oh, it could have been like it could have been like dusk, maybe. Yeah. It was dawn. It was dawn. Yeah, I got, yeah, dawn. You dusk, not dusk. <laughs> but yeah, so. Either way, he gets interviewed, and um, the interview does not go super duper well. You're not, you're not, you're not with us. You're not, you're not joining our, uh, our blowing up the dam. Yeah, they kind of hope that maybe he'll understand their perspective, but he's got no interest at all. So indoctrinate him into the cause. Why not? Yeah. So they, so Jet decides, hey, you know, buds, like maybe take him for a little walk and get him out of the way until our our whole little plot's concluded here, because you know we don't want him messing things up for us. Where else? And what's that plot? Well, you know, they just you know, happens to take a guitar along uh, down the um, very shallow riverbed, and and all of a sudden, Ang just I guess yeah. happens upon <laughs> a geyser. I really a like steam that event. Yeah, just in the background, he kind of stops and looks down, like, "Hey, something feels a little weird." And do you think he like pulls the air up or just happens? No, to it, feel it, it bursts. Coming? It, it bursts. Mm. It supposedly like bursts. Yeah, I like that little moment there. Um, yeah, I wonder what happens river if it's been drained or what? Well, no, that's a weird. Yeah, it just might be like can... a the ground. Everything looks pretty dry. Maybe it's just like a shallow season. Like rain hasn't come for a little while or something. Oh, totally. Like who even knows? Yeah, and so Jet, I mean, the animators. I guess maybe he'd had this plot kind of ticking in the back of his brain for a while, but he didn't have a water bender to help him get the water he needed to enact the plot. Oh, certainly. So, so now that Aang and Katara are there, he gets them to pull some water from deep within the earth out of these geysers. Again, push and pull. Push and pull, that's right. To help kind of, uh, yeah, like I said in my 
or I guess like you said in the intro, <laughs> mm -hmm. to uh, solidify the the attack, the damage of it. So, uh, so they go through a bunch of the steam vents and they quickly just you know for for both Angatar they just do it once and then like the rest they just you know do it. or they, they they struggle with the first one and then like the rest they just you know do instantly whatever that's fine. Um, yeah, and I'll just I'll comment. I like the kind of fluidity the the animation as they're doing their little stances. They're pulling it up. I just thought it looked nice. The water looks great, by the way. Like the water coming out yeah. of the geyser is amazing. It's well yep. animated. Hard agree. Yeah. Yeah, the art across the board in this episode, I think, is definitely a touch above the, the previous one that we watched. Because they knew they had to bring a hot boy on and they couldn't do him dirty like that. <laughs> well, you're saying Zuko's not a hot boy? Um, hey, not with that haircut. I mean, God. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm glad someone said it. I'm really glad wow. someone said it that wasn't me. <laughs> Everybody has a uh, right to their own hairstyle. Come on, guys. Why? Hey, I complain about my hair on the daily. So, I mean, I'm happy to. Uh, then You uh, should hear me and Brianna. Any movie we watch, she just gets constantly annoyed at me because I can't stop talking about people's hair. I just get obsessed with it. I mean, I guess I could say the same thing where you and I would love to switch hairs, hairstyles because I have like straight hair. Oh, Absolutely. Not currently, but like my hair can be straight and yours is curly. And I'm like, ah, I wish I had curly hair. I hate my curly hair. I absolutely hate it. Yeah. I used to straighten it when I was a teenager. I had like the Justin Bieber look for forever. <laughs> yeah, it did not look great. So. No, you don't want to have what I had. Okay. Like you, you don't because any like time I, I like flick it to the side and it's, just, it's all there. Like I, I just look like Biebs and I'm like, come on. Same yeah. thing ages him. And yet like. <laughs> are we is he 94 kid as well he's a 94 kid as well the joke the joke is um well it's, it's really bad but the the insult is that cobain died in 94 and bieber was born in 94 oh oh that that's a terrible joke actually yeah that's Aww. a terrible that's, that's why i said it's an insult that's terrible poor jb our uh our kin 94 kin our, our kin <laughs> okay whatever okay where are we in this episode i'm a little lost now here so uh you know Sokka is going for a walk through the forest oh yeah going through a little walk through the forest and i guess he remembers <laughs> where the traps were located from uh, momo's incident earlier in the episode a simple walk through mordor <laughs> I, I guess i can see a somewhat of a visual uh comparison but i guess we get Chekhov's uh animal traps here big like they actually fit the animal traps. I'm surprised by that. But then again, those those monkey, wolf, raccoon beasts were pretty uh, pretty big as well. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I didn't think they looked that big. And they looked pretty compressed in there. So I thought it was a little little surprising they fit so well. But That's true. But uh, what can you do? Well, he uh, successfully evades them and they fall for the trap. I guess that is surprising they didn't know about that. Um kind of surprised about that but whatever i guess that is what it is you know actually i think i did start this episode making a tokusatsu reference and size uh disparities is a constant problem in those so i guess that's a fair uh, continuation of that but <laughs> i mean it shouldn't hear but like since these are professional people and they're not like i'm not seeing off frames in between frames doesn't count um i mean i, I could be wrong but <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. But anyway, uh, yeah, Katara and Aang transitioning. Yeah, they finished up their duties over at the geyser, uh, and they're not being lazy. Yeah, the geyser job site, and so they figured, oh, I'm gonna let's go meet up with the group. We said we we're gonna meet back at Ewok Central, but let's just go right to the reservoir and, and see what our buds are up to. And unfortunately for them, it's uh, it's kind of an ugly revelation as they 
see them unloading the blasting jelly and realize the the full extent of the the plan here they put two and two together absolutely and so just as Aang and Katara realize what's happening, Aang is like, I gotta go stop this. And faster than you can say, <laughs> uh, the villager's on fire, Jet shows up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, he shows up, and he he's still trying to play kind of the diplomat with them, being like, hey, you know, I mean, maybe you guys don't fully grasp the impact of what we're doing here and in, in the threat of the Fire Nation. We just need to clear them out. Oh, I didn't realize that Katara used her little water pouch again. That's that's kind of fun. Yeah, no, just like you know, does does like a I don't I think that's a Tai Chi move. I could be wrong on that, but like yeah, just completely like does a I forget what it's called, but yeah, basically does like a, a two hand strike. Uh, by the way, sorry before we go into this, I just realized why Katara likes Jet so much because his name's Jet. Shut up. No, no. I, I am missing this reference. Like a jet of water, but that's a stretch. Is that what you're going with, Isaac? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> yes. I thought I made the dad jokes. <laughs> I just realized why. I'm like, oh my goodness. They, that was too easy. That was way too easy. Okay, oh, so the fight scene that's coming up, they went ham. It's amazing. I love everything with jets. It's jet. wonderful. Sword, sword hooks? What do you call them? Hook swords, hook swords. The little, the little highlight to signify the end of the sword to make sure that you're like capturing the movement of them. The way that it ca- hooks onto the air glider, it's all good. It's all so good. All fluid. Yeah, the fact that he can like pull the Bioshock Infinite with like gliding across the branches. I yeah, it's just a great smoothness to the animation. Yeah, what were those things called again? Uh, I don't know. It's been too long since I played that. Skyhook. Skyhook. Sky, yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Yeah, Skyhook. Although when I think Skyhook, I think of something else. But not only that, but this is—it's uh, around the same time, funny enough, as uh, our good old Bud, um, Gendy Tarkovsky. Um, one, this oh. feels like a Samurai Jack forest, and then two, what are we on Yavin as well with like the big red moon? Like, good grief! It's like Asajj Ventress versus Anakin all over again. Yeah, that all oh, that was an absolutely amazing fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't reference that because that kind of diminishes the great fight that we had with Jet and Aang here. But I mean, it doesn't. No, it's it's just different, and it's two different, like you know, different scales. That's fair. Different power That's scale, fair. different power system for pit sakes. And... Yes, but this this really is a wonderful little fight here. Again, the art is just wonderful. The fluidity, the animation is is on point, and yeah, I, I just think, and there's a nice dramatic weight because even though Isaac, you said you don't like Jet, I do because I can kind of understand where he's coming from. Oh man, I mean, I get that too. I I, I understand that as well, um, but I don't want him to win because, yeah. I mean, he's that's not nice. I meant to ask: Do you guys think his group is like a traveling band, or do you think that they were natives of this area in that village? Of this area, they made a village. They Agreed. made a little. They made a little uh, like above ground village. It's fine. No, no. I just mean, do you think that they originally like came from that village, or if they just settled on this little area too? enact their revenge that'd be interesting that that puts a lot more he's willing like that that even makes him more of a sick human being in that he'd destroy his own hometown because it's been corrupted by fire nation troops and if it was like he was he could have even lied about his mother being killed and instead (laughs) now you're 
You're getting real biased against this I'm guy. I'm getting biased, but it's like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, just thinking off the top of my head of like, he's, what if instead he, his parents are alive and he just doesn't like the Fire Nation and doesn't want to fight back. And so kind of like Haru, wow, this actually really like, you know, contrasts both of them. Um, like Haru, he wants to fight, but he's willing to do some dirty things to the point where he'll actually like, you know, flood the entire town just to get rid of them, including like, you know, potentially kill his parents. That's... Yikes, that's dark. That's yikes. Yeah, now you know. I mean, that would make him much more unlikable. I'm I'm glad they didn't uh include your Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not going down that route. I'm just like it's something that I thought of and like that's it'd be that'd be interesting though. That that certainly would be interesting to see. Um but yeah, it would really put them in into a bad by the way, I forgot to mention there were three there's there's a rule of three that we missed that I forgot to mention is um uh, of just basically like uh, at the top of the trees we see Appa sleeping and then he sleeps again and then now it's just Jet that goes by the tree line. That's all. Uh, well, so the fight comes to a conclusion with um, Aang Katara. I guess it's mainly Katara really who takes control of the fight and kind of beats him down and then she's the one who locks him in with the water, freezing him against a tree. And yeah, she confronts him. You know, they, they of course had their bond throughout the episode, so she's especially hurt by his. I mean, I guess it's not really a betrayal, but I'm sure she feels like it is. Realization that he's, you know, his true nature, excuse me. Yeah, you could argue it's not how he presented himself, but I don't even know if that's necessarily true. He just didn't really give them the full details. He explained they're freedom fighters and that they'll do, I guess, whatever it takes to fight the fire nation but but either way yes they are clearly not on his side anymore so i think she even calls him sick Mm. which is (laughs) quite the condemnation but oh and also uh first first time we see her freeze um water i guess like with her breath i mean excuse me oh yeah anyway uh but even though they managed to you know kind of push back jet himself his minions are still kicking around and he whistles to one and he fires off the arrow, the flaming arrow that uh, sets off their blasting jelly. Oh yeah. And yes, Ang does try to go stop them, but apparently his glider is damaged and he can't just, you know, jump down there himself. Interesting. But anyway, yeah, once again, finger snapping emoji, but <laughs> okay, Thanos. Well, not that one. I mean, that's, that's got its own particular uh, reference. But, but yeah, so the, the dam blasts off and all the water comes flaming in. It's just like the movie The Impossible. Flaming in? What? Yeah, it's flaming. It's all fiery with water. Flamio, Hey, nice reference. Oh, no, there we go. There we go. Yeah, but kind of up. Have you guys ever heard of that movie, by the way, The Impossible? I have heard of it. I have not watched it. I have not until now. Yeah, check it out. Very, very quality film. But now, where are we now? Oh, by the way, Ewan McGregor's in that. And he's super hot. Uh, that's kind of why I figured. Yeah, that's that's why that's why I watched it. But um, yes, we get a nice little. Yeah, we see the water wash over the town, but thankfully, no one was injured because Sokka, being the hero that he is, went off and warned everybody, including going straight to the Fire Nation too. It's lucky that they didn't uh, recognize him. Yes, there's no wanted posters of him. Yeah, which there probably should be, by the way. What's Zuko? He's, he's kind of incompetent. I guess he doesn't have connections to the Fire Nation anymore, but 
I mean, yeah, he it. can't just make like an anonymous tip of like, oh yeah, the, we're of these guys. And I guess Zhao didn't get a good look of uh, Katara and Sokka and thought they were, you know, useless people. So it was like, eh, they don't need to be have have wanted posters. Well, to be fair too, maybe Zhao, because he's kind of like Zuko in his way where he, he wants to capture them for his own uh, career purposes. So maybe he wouldn't want no, people to know what they look like. Yeah, they haven't exactly had bounty hunters come after them yet. Only the pirates just found out that it was him. It's like, oh, oh it's, boy, it's him. oh boy. But what, what did you guys think about the way they portrayed this kind of? Uh, it's almost like a flashback in a way. The Sokka going to the village. I'm gonna call it berserk syndrome in a way. I know you guys. I don't know if Michaela might get that, but no, it's it's. Uh, you, I know you won't. Nope. I do get it. I do get what you mean. We're talking first. We're f- talking first animated version, not like what what came in the two yeah, tens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Good good um i also actually call it earlier uh because it was the same studio apparently i think was it was it uh what's that studio called studio miri or, i don't remember now or jn no no no. this is like this is a japanese studio um oh, who animated bloodless madhouse yeah was it madhouse i don't know but the um right yeah uh, the record of a lotus war they also kind of did that as well i believe now what'd you, what'd you think of it michaela about the flashback thing? Yeah, just kind of the change in animation. I mean, we haven't really seen... Every now and again, they kind of do a little bit more f- flexible moves in the animation, but this is definitely kind of stands out as being very different. I quite like it. I think it fits the era of the time because I think they really tried to nail the point home that, like, this is not this is not of our time. Um, and the drawings, I think, are really well done. Oh, yeah, yes. I really like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, the first time we used still images, uh, just one image to tell a story. I, I like that as well. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I mean, a lot of shows will just put, like, some sort of, like, lame filter over flashbacks. So I appreciated that they just kind of tried to style it up a little bit and do something that we haven't seen a ton <laughs> Yeah, of like Korra. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get to, uh, well. <laughs> kidding, kidding, don't worry. But yeah, we see that. Even though there's been, even though Jet's actions resulted in all this destruction, the people are still there to rebuild. So that's that's some hope at least. Yeah, and the little girl got her doll back. That's so nice. That's that's, that's, that's I'm, I'm so happy for her. Yeah, and Sokka and Jet have a little bit of an impactful moment there when Sokka calls him a traitor, and that he uh, wait. Oh, he calls him a traitor. Yeah, didn't he say that? Traitor. You know who else is a traitor? <laughs> Uh, again, I'm missing the reference here. Go, go ahead. Crying out loud. <laughs> Finn. Oh, well, <laughs> are, are you making a, a sequels? I'm making reference? a... Yeah, I'm not going to remember that. <laughs> well, you don't remember the meme that everybody just loved where, you know, this guy just screams traitor at him and then, you know, Kyle Ren screams traitor at him. It was like, it should have been... That, well, that should have been his character arc. As you know, I, I've... I'm completely removed from meme culture, so I, I don't remember that, actually. <laughs> You've distanced yourself from that, so fair enough. <laughs> no, I know it's never part of it. Did, uh, what was what was her name? The uh, the, the giant uh, phantasm bot, uh, Phasma. Oh, yeah. Didn't she also call him a traitor? Yes. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I guess there was a kind of a recurring theme there, but no, I would have never got the reference. <laughs> uh, but anywho... But yeah, they do have an impactful kind of moment there. I like that Sokka, his suspicions were proven true in the end and everyone got to see it. And he himself got to kind of relay it to Jet. I just thought it was a, an impactful moment. 
you guys feel the same or no no uh response i don't know <laughs> oh no i'm i'm waiting for michaela to speak no <laughs> oh no no so wait, wait wait sorry what was the question again no it was just talking about the kind of final address between Sokka and uh and jet well i mean did they really stop him at the end of the day that's what always got me about this episode where it's just like when when everything defrosts he's just gonna start back up again you know well I don't know. I like to think that he was so beaten down and, you know, I, 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 he definitely liked Katara. He probably thought Sokka was just a big jerk from the beginning. So he probably had no interest in him, but kind of see his, his actions mirrored onto them and see how it affected them. Maybe he could have changed his mind. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I think it was kind of a weak ending, weak kind of send off to Jet. Um, and just being like, oh, okay, that's the last we're going to hear of this character. That kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, I didn't particularly like it, but I'm like, the story had to end. It's an episode. <laughs> oh, that's fair. You wish it ended uh, better, eh? Like yeah. It, was, uh, it almost seemed like a rush ending, eh? Yeah. I actually respect that. I, I, I think you're right in that. It could have, there could have been more justice served in a way. Um, morally he's hurt, but, and maybe Sokka mentioned to the Fire Nation, like, hey, look for this jet guy. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm pr- probably not. That's that's a stretch. I'll, I'll admit that. But uh, but yeah, we get a little bit of a last minute joke with the team on uh, on Appa because they'd been there'd been some jokes about Sokka's kind of prowess with his instincts, and you know at the end here he's like, oh yeah, you know, see, I was right in the end, but he's still you know going in the wrong direction. It, it's kind of just a silly little gag to end the episode, but I like it. <laughs> I thought you would. <laughs> I, I didn't really. Uh, of course, didn't really do too much for me, but. Lowest common denominator, I guess. <laughs> uh, but final thoughts. What would you guys think of this one? I'll let Isaac go first. Okay, fair enough. Um, I do enjoy the fact, like uh, Michaela said, I do like this, the, the idea that they brought in this this mentality of people becoming radicalized. Uh, and they, they show it to kids. I think that's a, that was a wonderful idea. Um, I think they did it in a, in a decent enough job. I'm putting aside my personal feelings because, like, you know, I, I think it was still a good episode. Was Should it have happened before? Could it have happened before the eighth episode? Yeah, I, I guess so. Tenth, I think. I mean, this is episode ten, yeah, but I mean, like, the Winter Solstice um, or Avatar Worker where we get all the information. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I, I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a bad spot for it, but yeah, I guess, I, I don't know if you gave your final thoughts there, Isaac. I... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, okay, so it was, I, sorry, no, I was looking up, okay, I wanted to know what episode six was, or episode uh, seven was called, it is called The Spirit World, and then it's Avatar Roku, the next episode, that's what Yeah, I thought so. Okay, anyway, um, yeah, no, I enjoy this episode, you know, it's a little more low-key, um, yeah, a little lo-fi for me right now. Um, I'm glad it happened, and I, I, I try. I think I was trying to bring something up in the imprisoned episode about like how Katara needs to be careful of who she talks to and who who she opens up towards because she did that with Haru, and I'm like I was I think I was incorrect on that because I thought for some stupid reason I thought she influenced Jet's actions. That's clearly not the point, but. I think my original point is, though, like, she has to be careful of who she opens up towards. And, you know, this guy is a scumbag. So, like, 
she kind of trusted the wrong guy in, in this case so she has to be careful of like who she opens up towards because they might use that against her yeah i mean she was pretty immediate to uh jumping right to his side with the whole Sokka thing oh yeah <laughs> So eh, maybe not the best instincts there, but yeah, she needs to, you know, I, I, I kind of hope this is like maybe a, 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 like a lesson for a lesson. Yeah. For, to, to her character arc. I'll say that as, as his character grows, uh, yeah. she kind of learns to realize when it's correct, the correct time to be opened and judge a person first. So that's my, that's my thoughts on this episode. Yeah. And no, I'll just echo. I, I really appreciated bringing in that more, kind of element of the gray to the story um yeah like you said we we, we kind of had a little bit of that in avatar roku when we saw that one fire nation uh what, what was what was the name of their rank again isaac uh the fire sages and shiru fire sages that's it yeah shiru or shiu maybe yeah so we, we'd seen a little bit of the the fire nation not being all bad but it was nice again in this episode it seemed that some of them are just you know regular people trying to live their lives and you know, the, the villains might not always necessarily come from the Fire Nation. I thought that was a, a good element to introduce early on. Hmm. I always like Katara-focused episodes, so I appreciate that. And Was this a Katara-focused episode, though, Caleb, or are you projecting? Well, I could be projecting a little bit. <laughs> we focused on her of, of, well, yeah, this is more of a Sokka episode, actually, <laughs> yes. now that you say it. Yes. <laughs> she had her moment last episode. Which I also appreciate Sokka quite a bit, but... And I was also just going to say, I think the animation in this one is just excellent. So that yeah. definitely elevates it for me. Again, by JM Animation. Yeah, quality work, DR movie, you know, take some notes, buddies. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you say that. Did you feel this was a, this episode was a little Naruto-ish? I've not watched a single episode of that TV program, so... Weirdly, weirdly, yes. Weirdly, yes. I get what you mean. There we go. Weirdly, yes. Even though I've never seen a single episode, so like, yeah. <laughs> basically it's the color palette for sure and the fact that they're hopping around cheese for sure like yeah what's stopping jet from not knowing like uh, jutsu or whatever it's called yeah um i i really like this episode i'm just gonna rattle off my final thoughts i really like this episode again for the moral greatness and the animation i'm gonna echo those right now uh sword cool sword fights will always be such a soft spot for me in my heart um and i am just going to say it because it's the last thing that we're probably going to say jet's hot jet's hot jet's hot and i I like the fact that they made a hot character morally ambiguous because i think that's the best way to go ahead and um get everyone to kind of think about their morals for once you know um is this hot character really worth this trouble i don't know i don't know they're hot i don't know it's yeah it's it's definitely a conflict we can all relate to so i mean that's that's nice to uh introduce for us yeah it's boy oh boy and yeah i like the eyebrows and you know the hair i thought he kind of looked like a that lead character from cowboy bebop a little bit he yes, does not look yes. like spike spiegel he does not look like spice actually wait no, no, no i see he it does, he does. Isaac. i thought there was some vague connection it might be the spade face that's probably it but like spike spiegel has curly hair because he's <laughs> jewish so like there's a difference and i'm pretty sure jet's clearly not jewish so i don't know you don't know how jet identifies. <laughs> you can't identify as being a jew that's racist no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I take your point, Michaela. But, yeah, I, I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, you know, again, Michaela, very much appreciate you coming on. Isaac. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Isaac, uh, you know, I always enjoy talking to you, especially talking Avatar these days. It's oh, been bud. lots of fun. 
So it's it's our it's our second main thing. What can you what can I say? Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, tune in next time, guys, and and have a good one. Peace. Well, hang on. Oh, Wait. whoa! Oh, here Wait. we go. What do we got now? Michaela, you say you say Jet's hot. Oh. <laughs> no, no, he's not. He's cold by the end of this episode. He's covered oh, in ice, so he's God. cold. Um, oh, Grandpa! That's that's my third. <laughs> that's my third dad joke, and I'm running into the ground. That's even the Grandpa joke. That's even older. Yeah, exactly. Even the dads will be rolling their eyes. <laughs> and um, tomorrow, or tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow and or today is National Beer Day. So, have a fun one, everybody. Peace. They take the team back to the dis- disused Ewoks village they call home, which also is a disused e- Wookiees village. Yeah, you might want to might want to read and read that line. <laughs> <laughs>
I guess justice is served by Sokka, I guess. I don't know. Hey, maybe he'll show up in a comic somewhere. I haven't read any of those comics yet, so so who knows? No, that's fair. He probably shows up in the comic and he's still, like, kicking. But, I mean, he dies eventually because, you know, by the time of Korra, he's probably pretty old. So. 